0: hello everyone and welcome to episode two of life in the pink house is anyone even listening is there <laughs> anybody
1: out there <laughs> <laughs> maybe we're just recording this for posterity's sake you can listen to it when i'm dead maybe Ooh, that's
0: so morbid i'm just saying
1: you oh. I mean, could be like oh <laughs> god
0: mom i mean i'm just saying It's a good memory. I mean, it's a great memory, but geez, that was so horrible. I'm just saying. Well, anyways. (laughs) On that note, episode two. We are so glad to film another episode, film, record another episode. I got to get off of this filming verbiage. But, anyways, today's episode, we are going to go back to what we promised in the first episode but didn't do is answer a lot of your Instagram questions. Um, If somehow you have stumbled upon our podcast, my name is Marissa Garrison, and this is my mom, Barbie Garrison, and my Instagram is Marissa B. Garrison, and that's how a lot of people have submitted their questions for us. Um, so if you just happen to be in the podcast world and just stumbled upon our podcast, that is how you can get in touch with us. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna dive right into it because right now my flight is delayed. I'm trying to get back
1: home to North Carolina, so we are um, um so sad we're missing little
0: Collins birthday party. I know. Shout out to Shout our out- girl Abby McGee. Abby Collins McGee and her baby. Collins, <laughs> he's one the baby. today's his
1: birthday party and i'm missing it because now our little ring bearer my little ring bearer because the flight is delayed but you know it's it's whatever we're just we're just chilling. we thought well we'll go ahead and record another one while we're waiting to see what Might spirit's well. gonna
0: do today you just never you know. know you never know what the spirit <laughs> okay <clears throat> everyone so we're gonna hop right into it um i'm gonna go ahead and start with a nice you know easy going one This one's fun. What other names were on your list for baby Marissa? That's a really good one.
1: So, I don't know that we had any that were completely ones that we were settled on for her. But how we chose her name was, uh, when I was pregnant, it was my first um, viable pregnancy and I was obsessed with watching all things baby as many pregnant women are and um, on TLC was um, a baby story and it's if you don't know that show um, everyone who's been pregnant is probably like oh yep I binged that too um, it just it's like a little 30 minute show that kind of goes through the whole birthing process and it's very educational um, I mean it doesn't really show a whole lot obviously it's on regular tv but um, you do learn a lot about the different Um, ways of birth and the different you know things that can happen when you're giving birth and it just took a lot of anxiety away just kind of watching those every day of oh this could happen and that could happen so one day while watching that one of the producers names um came through and it was Marissa and I was like oh I know that name like Marissa Tomei and so um I was like I like that name that's pretty it's different at that time I didn't know any Marissas at all And, um, so later on that day, my mom, we were just chatting and she said, oh, I saw the prettiest name today. I said, oh, I saw a pretty name too. What name did you see? And she said, Marissa. And I was like, oh my God, I saw the same name. So (laughs) we were like, I think that might be it. So I ran it by my husband, obviously, and he loved it. And then I worked um, in healthcare at the time and our NP at our office, I knew it was, um, predominantly Hispanic name, and um, she was Hispanic, and I said, what is the most common way to spell Marissa? Because I was going to spell it with one S, like Marissa Tomei, and she said the most common way to spell it is with one R and two S's, and so I decided that's how I was going to spell it, because I'd went my whole life never being able to find my name on anything. Um, you know, you'd always... Shocker. with your name shocker. being? Shocker. Barbie. I mean, I had a whole doll, but, you know. Like, you <laughs> wanted, like, a keychain or, like, a little plate for your bicycle. And, like, they never had my name. And I, I would always go to the store and look for my name. And that that was, like, a core memory for me. So, I wanted my daughter to be able to always find her name. And it spelled the right way. So, <laughs> so weird. But, anyway, that was an important thing for me. And so... Um, so we said so yeah, so we said it on Marissa. Now, looking back on it, it was probably hard for her as a child because her first name is one R two S's and her second name is two Rs one S. <laughs> yeah.
0: So that's good. That's fun.
1: That's <laughs> fun and it led to the whole Marison Garrison <laughs> that was on at least five honor roll certificates all through school because, you yeah. know, people just got carried away typing in the, you know. Honestly. On
0: programs at Miss North
1: Carolina, literally Marison everything. Garrison. Marison Garrison. Garrison. It, it's a running joke, and we're like, oh, dear God. So, um, you know, I probably should have spelled it with two R's and one S, how Garrison is two R's and one S, but, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty
0: it so, is what it is. It is what it is. And honestly like I loved I loved my name growing up because no one had it. No, no one had Mm-mm. it in North Carolina. It was very weird. Um and what's funny is now that I've left my hometown, I've gotten to work very closely with two Marissas <laughs> that mm-hmm. is spelled the same way one at a uh, DCC and one now at Disney, and so that's been that's mm-hmm. been really cool. And but we, and never we have, heard
1: it. No, ever. and now we have a, a Marissa at our at my diet studio, and um, she's been there for several years, and um, she's not a baby anymore. But we call we called her baby Marissa for the longest time because we were like we finally have another Marissa, and it's spelled the same way, so that makes it easy for me. But and she's so sweet, we love her so much. But but yeah, so and for her middle name. My mom, you know, of course, had named me Barbie. And she was like, you should put her middle name Barbie. And I was like, why not? Why not? Why so that's what we did. Not. And, my, and my oldest son, Reagan, his middle name is my husband's name um, also. He's Reagan Phillips. So kind of followed that trend. But that was the other name. Yep. We love it. All right. So another question. Uh, so that first one, that was from Macy Parker. This one's also from Macy Parker.
0: Um, Describe each other in three words hmm okay for you oh god let me think i would say caring that's mm-hmm. a big word for mm-hmm. you you're very you're very caring for everyone around you especially as a dance studio owner it's just very obvious i mean she's a mother figure to a lot of kids so that's really impressive you can just see that with how caring she is you're hilarious i i have to say you're one of the funniest people i Thanks. know <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think I'm hilarious, too. Wow. But, you know. <laughs> oh,
1: and so modest. And so modest. <laughs> but I don't, I'm, I'm always, like, really kind of worried that I'm one of those people that just thinks I'm hysterical. And everybody's like, this girl is psycho. Like, she's crazy. She is not funny at all. Like, what is wrong with her? <laughs> I think you're hilarious. But
0: Marissa thinks I'm funny. So, caring, hilarious, and I would say hardworking. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think you're very hardworking. I mean, you gotta, I, you I, I think am, about this, Mom. I am when I want to be. Well, you've got to think about this. I don't think you give yourself enough credit. First of all, you own a dance studio. You've owned a dance studio for twenty-five years. Yeah. Um, you are an amazing mom to four kids, and yeah. two of which are not living in the house anymore. One is states away. Me, yeah. Reagan is like he's states away. I mean, he, he never might as well <laughs> be
1: because he never comes home. And, and I'm going home today. Hopefully, I mean, I might get home today. Thanks, spirit. Um, I might get home today. <laughs> but um, i coming home to new couches because we needed new couches anyway. And um, I told Reagan he's moving into a log cabin with three of his friends at Appalachian. This is his junior year. They've been in an apartment now. They've gotten this log cabin. Lord help them all. Um, and he was like, I, you know, are you still getting new couches? Can we have the old couches? I was like, absolutely. You can take the old couches. Well, we cannot find what we want. And we've looked for months and we just cannot find what we want because we have, we live hard in our pink house. Like we run through our house, we eat on the sofa, we, you know, we eat everywhere. There's, there's just kind of no rules for like furniture and things. She's not like a regular mom. She's a cool oh, mom. Hold on. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm like, we don't need no white couch. Like we got to have a dark, dark, like dark gray, black, something. I don't know. Dark, dark couch. We had chocolate brown is what we gave away. Um, and it was so
0: pretty. I, I that love. I love our
1: chocolate brown couch, um, but I mean, you can spill cherry lemon sun drop on it, and it doesn't show at all. And it's like <laughs> you just keep going, you know. So I gave those to Reagan, and now um, I'm coming home to no couches, to no seats in my in my living room. <laughs> so there's that
0: nice side. Yes, those nice, nice little side, side little story. tangent
1: there. Um, okay, so okay, three words to describe Marissa. Um, I would say um, Marissa is very strong um because she has gone through a lot um well thanks so. <laughs> mom. yes gone through a lot and come out um even stronger on the other side but she was even strong as a child um just very um you know she adapts well to things Once she has her initial freak out about it then she adapts <laughs> pretty well you know when she took her um offer from Disney um, I tell people she cried four times that day, because she <laughs> because she cried for the first time because she was got got the offer she was happy ecstatic you know happy crying, then she cried again because she they said uh, can you be here in ten days and so she was like oh my god I'm homeless what am I gonna do what am I gonna do she freaked out then she cried again because she realized she would, you know Bryson would not be able to join her immediately because of obligations he still had. Um, in Texas. So mm-hmm. that, he should cry again that day. Yeah. And then one more time, she cried that day, probably freaking out again about
0: moving. Probably the processing of it all. Probably, it yeah. just,
1: it was a lot. And we'll, we'll delve into that another day. But, um, but after that, she put her big girl panties on and, and, <laughs> and dealt with it, you know, and, and homeless, psh, you know, and now, you know, we can look at each other and say, you've been through way worse. Yeah. Things have been way worse than Things this. Things have been way worse Way than worse than this. Than this. And, we're, and we look at each other like, that's right, that's right. Uh, Marissa's very strong. Marissa's very um, charismatic. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's a, a very good way to describe her. Um, um, she exudes um, sunshine and happiness. And, <laughs> um, you know, I like to think that I tried to be that way too. Yes. We're, we're both pretty positive people and we try to just kind of make the best out of, you know, here we go spirit again. And we're like, okay, well, <laughs> let's just film a podcast or record a podcast yeah. or whatever. So, um, you know, as far as that, um, but I think that Marissa is very, um, honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's a lot of words that I could use to describe her, but, um, you know, she, she's just very honest. She's going to tell you, tell it to you like it is. Mm -hmm. Um, I've always tried to be very honest with her as well. Um, It's very interesting being, you know, your child's dance teacher, um, because I was, you know, her main dance teacher her whole life, Um, you know, and then into her teenage years, you know, shared duties with Jess with that, Um, you know, but Lots of times I'd have to say, "Do you want me to tell you as your mom, or do you want me to tell you as your dance teacher?" Right. Because as your mom, I'm going to tell you that was wonderful, and you're the most beautiful dancer in the world, and you you should win the whole thing as your dance. But you know, as your dance teacher, I'm going to tell you, well, this part looked great. This part, you know, wasn't your best time. Huh? <laughs> Not so <much>. This part. mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, well, well, we'll work on that.
0: That part sucked. That was terrible.
1: That <laughs> um, this, this, and this were great. But, you know, she got to w- at a very young age where she took a deep breath and gulped and said, tell me the truth. Mm-hmm. I want to know the truth. And so I felt very comfortable telling her the truth. And sometimes big tears would come in her eyes. And, and she, I'd say, well, I mean, you wanted the truth. Right. That's the truth, you truth know. Hurts. The truth hurts, and and there's no need to sugarcoat it. Why would you go tell your daughter that there's nothing wrong with, her, you know, her routine when there obviously is? Yeah. I mean, you're you're you not wouldn't do- care
0: about me if no, if my, you lied to my face, I'm not doing
1: you any favors? Absolutely not. No. Now I'm not going <laughs> to tell her as soon as she came off the stage, you yeah. know, but later on in the car, she's she would be like, okay, really? How was it really? And I would say, okay, well. You know, and if I really thought it was her best time ever, and she couldn't have done any better than what she did, I would say that. I'd say, honestly, that's the best you've ever done it. You could not have done anything more Mm -hmm. than what you did. Um, But you know, dance is a very—you know—I tell the girls at dance all the time, you're not a robot. Yeah. You're you're never gonna do it perfect every time. This time you do it, your turns might be great, but your leaps are mid. This time you do it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> your leaps are fabulous and you feel all out of that turn sequence and you know you just kind of have to adapt and just move on and yeah. just do the best you can
0: just do the best just you can. just do the best you can No, I appreciate your honesty throughout all of that time because that made me the dancer I am and you know whenever you go into the professional world Honesty is so important. You want honesty. It's hard to hear critiques. It's hard to hear things that you need to work Mm -hmm. on sometimes. Not all the time, but sometimes. But that's just part of the job. That's Mm -hmm. part of the job. And if you want to, you know, get better, if you want to achieve other things, Mm -hmm. you have to be able to take the harsh criticism. You have to be able to take, you know, all of the hard things that come with the job. Right. Um now, <laughs> let me just go ahead and say this. I love getting feedback from my coworkers and, you know, my fellow dancers and my my coaches and directors and choreographers and the people around me. But <laughs> what I do not appreciate <laughs> is people coming online and bashing for no reason whatsoever other than to just be unkind and i i mean mm-hmm. i On there's a, there's a big difference between being honest and trying to help someone in some way and being ruthlessly unkind mm-hmm. anonymously online mm-hmm. and just saying it's your right because. freedom of speech. Mm -hmm. There's just a big difference. I mean, we could, we could, I mean, that's just, we're going to go into a whole other tangent about this. But, you know, I think that's a big question I've gotten asked in the time that I've, you know, been in the public eye is, you know, how do you deal with harsh criticism? And that has two parts, because if it's harsh criticism from people that I value their opinion, you know, I really value their opinion. So sometimes it's hard to hear, but I'm happy I got it. Mm-hmm. I'm happy I received that criticism. If it's from people that are just trying to be unkind online, that's different. Yeah. That hurts your mental health. Yeah, and, and that just hurts your feelings. It hurts yeah. your feelings, yeah. It's not great. Mm-hmm. But anyways, <laughs> next question. Oh, do this one. <laughs> okay, this is from one of my brides it's ashlyn the question is is a hot dog a sandwich is it mm. i'm gonna say yes i'm gonna
1: say yes too because it's got meat in the middle
0: and there's it's like bread. two things of bread wrapping around it yeah. kind of like it's still one piece of bread it's a, but it's a fancy sandwich it's a it's a fa- it's a fancy sandwich yeah. we're gonna say yes we're gonna ashlyn, say yes
1: if a hot dog is a sandwich yes um let's see what is
0: it like having to choreograph and teach a dance this is from krista berry um gosh it, it depends on the dance and it depends on the dancers i have to say like both of us could probably say this but when you are choreographing a dance sometimes it comes very naturally i've made up group routines solos for people that i know very well for people i don't know well and and for myself that i've been like wow, that came really easily. Mm -hmm. Like that popped into my head. It worked great. Mm -hmm. And then there's been times where it is just a flipping nightmare. You tried to work and work and work and work to piece together something that's going to look incredible. And then you go and put it on people or you go look at you doing it yourself. And you're like, that did not look like how it Mm -mm. did in my head. Mm -mm. And a lot of it also depends on the music. I feel like some songs just speak to you in a way. Like I have several songs like that that you just listen to and you can envision a dance off of it. Mm-hmm. And then there's other songs that you, you know, have to choreograph to and you're like, oh, I have no idea how I'm going to do this, but mm-hmm. we're going to figure Gotta it make out. It work. So it's it's got its ups and downs. It is definitely a process. It's different for every dance mm-hmm. and dancer. It's so I would, tricky. I would say for me, too, that
1: it's never good for me trying to be creative and trying to choreograph if there is a deadline. Yeah. Um yeah. So that's, that's very stressful. Um you know, you can't you have to just allow yourself to create and um for dance teachers for a lot of dance teachers um you know, they will create on the spot on dancers. I am not one of those dancers. I like to plan out my choreography. Um, because I, I, there's just this very unnatural fear. Even though mm-hmm. I've taught dance, yeah. you know, my basically, I feel like my almost my whole life that you get in there. And what if you can't think? What if you can't think of anything good? Yeah. And then you're just spinning your wheels. And I just I don't like to be inefficient with time, yeah. with their time or my time. So I like to plan it out ahead of time. Um, so then you're either you're either going to have to you can't create too early because you might forget what that was Mm -hmm. and even though I write all my choreography down because the worst is when you come up with something great and can't remember what it was that's the worst worst, so I always write it down and you know lots of times with movement you know you can't really describe it's like your right hand is reaching with your pinky towards the right front corner and then it swoops I mean Mm -hmm. it's just like you're trying to be very in-depth and then you might look at it three hours later and be like, "What in the world mm-hmm. was I trying to say?" Right? Yeah. I have no idea. So that's really frustrating. Um, but luckily, um, you know, I have taught my dancers at my studio to be, you know, patient with choreographers. And then they learn from different choreographers that create in different ways.
0: And I feel like you and I are very different choreographers. And yes, too, like we are all different, very different. Mm -hmm. Even like you know, you know, you say uh, that you're not a choreographer who can do things on the spot with choreography. I, if it's a group routine, I like to plan it out because I like to have several things going on at once. I think it keeps it interesting. So with all of that going on just for time's sake and efficiency I like to plan it out beforehand but it takes me a really long time because I also have to make it up and record myself doing it because I don't like writing things down because I'll have no idea what I meant right but when it comes to solos most of the time I teach on the spot yeah um and it's there's very less, rare that there's I'd less plan pressure
1: out. I think when choreographing a solo because if you're kind of stuck in a in a rut for a second, you've just got one person kind of sitting there waiting on you, not a whole class. Yeah. And especially if they're younger, you lose them quick. Yeah. And I mean, then, they, they, there can be no downtime.
0: And you know? that way, you're choreographing also to the dancer's strengths and not your own. Right. Because when mm-hmm. I'm choreographing a dance, for me, you know, I'm not a big leggy person. I don't do, you know, crazy extensions. I have great height in my jumps, but my flexibility is not amazing. But I'm a fabulous turner. I will say I feel like I'm a great turner. Mm -hmm. And I can do some tricks. And Mm -hmm. I know how to perform. And so most of my dances are going to have a good bit of turns. And a lot of choreography. A lot of performance. Mm -hmm. But for a lot of my other dancers. They have really fabulous flexibility and technique. And you know. They have a bunch of different you know areas to highlight. That I personally wouldn't highlight on myself. And so it's it's so important also to just like for me to be able to like put choreography on the dancer I'm choreographing for and be like is this going to highlight this individual person in the best way possible well that's my
1: pet peeve too is for somebody to choreograph for a dancer and you can tell that you can tell what they were trying to do and I thought I bet that looked great on the choreographer but that does not look good on this child on this dancer Mm -hmm. and you have to choreographed to the dancer's strengths and people have been in this business for a long long time that still don't do that yeah. and it's just oh,
0: oh and you can tell it's you really can tell. frustrating like you can yeah. tell when the choreography and the dancer is not matching up right you can mm-hmm. tell them the confidence of the dancer half right. the time yeah because you can t- yeah you can tell they're uncomfortable it's, just, it's yeah. just different but yeah to answer your question it's it's a plethora of things choreographing a dance yeah. um and teaching a dance it's a lot but We love it. (laughs) We really do. It's very rewarding, yeah. Yes. Okay. Speaking of that. Yes. Do you ever see yourself coming home to take over the studio eventually? This is a loaded question, I have to say. I grew up, of course, loving my mother's studio and loving the wonderful things that it stands for. And honestly, when I was a kid, I said yes. I always thought I would... Maybe Mm. come back. Whenever I was little, I did. Mm -hmm. I wanted to come back. And I always saw myself being in North Carolina, teaching at the studio, maybe owning it eventually. But I definitely saw myself with kids learning under my mom Mm -hmm. and learning under me in that building. As I got older, specifically when I was about a teenager, I realized that one the likelihood of me moving to North Carolina to settle down was fairly low <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because there's just a lot a lot of uh, dance opportunities out there and performance opportunities. there's few um, but I don't think it was going to be something that I wanted to pursue um, and the likelihood since I would be not in that state of me you know marrying somebody who is also not from north carolina is is pretty high as well. so mm-hmm. I always kind of figured that, but. Secondly, <laughs> I, as a studio owner's kid, and I'm sure some of you who've listened to this that also are studio owner's kids, you see a lot of things that are wonderful and you see a lot of things that are not so great. Mm. Um, there's so much that goes into owning a dance studio. I don't know how this woman does it. Um, it's not just the fun of living on these kids and teaching them about dance and you know, inspiring them in other ways outside of dance and, you know, being there for them. It's also about having to navigate the financials of mm-hmm. the financial aspect of owning a business. Um, all of the marketing, all of the um, hard work as far as, you know, staffing your business mm-hmm. and finding people that are going to be honest and wonderful and entrusting them with, you know, your baby, which is, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is this business. And that that's has real- my name on it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's hard because... I know I'm a very trusting individual, um, and I very easily get blindsided by mm-hmm. people because I believe in the good in people. And, and I have before also. And and yeah. just seeing my it's mom. It's very
1: hard. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. It is. It breaks your heart. Um, and I think that, you know, people think it's, oh, I'll go and, you know, spin around with kids for two hours every night. That sounds easy. And that it's just they have no idea. they literally have no idea yeah. and and even the people who are you know closest to me in my inner circle, um they do have a really good idea of everything I go through, but even they d- don't even know mm-hmm. the worst of it. I think it's, it's 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 so much, and you know, I've always said. Um, You know, people that own dance studios, they don't, they're definitely not in it for the money. Yeah. Because (laughs) I'm not a millionaire. I'm not even a thousandaire. you know, you do it because you love the children and you do it because you love to to dance. And you do it because it's your passion. It's, it's, I mean, you have to charge money to keep the building open. You have to, you know, you have to charge a certain amount to do certain things and, you know, our kids compete and that costs money and you have to buy a costume and that costs money and I get it, you know, and things get to be expensive, but it's like, I mean, you know, you don't do it to make any kind of money because you right. don't make any
0: money and honestly like dance as a whole is not a big money making no. career anyways no. whether you're owning a dance studio teaching or you're performing professionally there's not a whole lot of money it's not a million dollar career path no. whatsoever you do it because you love it right. and you do it because you fall in love with the feeling of making others feel something when you perform right. and that's it's addictive. That, it's addictive. It's very and, addictive. And you know, I think for me, I just realized I if I'm going to contribute to my mom's business in any way, I would like to just stay in the portion where it's just interacting with the kids for the most part. Like I want to be able to choreograph, I want to be able to inspire. and that's about it. Now, I do, I did dabble into being her financial manager this year Mm -hmm. at the studio that's a role I've taken on which I really appreciate her and trusting me with this role because it's it's a challenging role it's a great role um, and I feel like I'm also contributing year-round because I choreograph for a couple days and teach Mm -hmm. basically vomit choreography to these kids for them and then I pop in twice a year mm-hmm. to see them do it. Like they, after I teach routines, it's a mom and Jess's hands mm-hmm. to clean it and make it look amazing. Like I do my part and then they have all the hard stuff. And then, you know, I felt kind of like, hmm like I'm not really getting to do anything all year round. So I still kind of feel like I'm a part of the, the family business mm-hmm. doing that. But, and to answer your question, no, I never... Believe that I would go back and own on my mom's dance studio. Um, it's named Barbie's for a reason. And, you know, I feel like it will be her business until she decides for it to not be anymore, whether she wants to close it or give it to somebody else. And I feel like she may let that person rename it altogether, right. you know. But I just think that I want to stay on, on the more creative side of everything rather right. than the ownership of it. Right, right, right.
1: Well, I think this is the end for today because it looks like my spirit plane. I've been tracking it, and it looks like it is finally making some progress. It had a big old delay, um, but it looks like it's finally making um, some progress. But this one's a shorter one today, but we will have episode three probably out. I don't know. How often do you want to do these things, Marissa? I want to
0: do them every week. That sounds great. I could do one every day. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's a lot to upload, sister. <laughs> oh
1: yeah, no, no. Marissa is the tech savvy one. Everyone that knows me well knows me that those that I am not tech savvy, and I've, I get very frustrated with myself, and I try really hard to learn. But I'm the kind that has like, you know, twenty five. um What are they called? Tabs open on my computer at once because I'm still working on that, so I just oh leave God. them up. <laughs> I'm that type. She
0: irks me doing that.
1: <laughs> but I have gotten to where I've gotten all my emails opened at least. Um, I'm down to like 69. Like total. Period. That's good. Like that is good. Like you have way more than that.
0: Girl, I've already deleted them since the last time we chatted. Mm-hmm. No. No. I did. I promise. Okay. 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 Well, tune in next time for Send another episode. Send us more episode. questions. We had
1: a bunch of questions, but I got to go because I'm going to miss
0: my flight. Oh <laughs> my <laughs> All right, everyone. Tune in next time for another episode of Life in the Pink House with, Mar- and beyond. <laughs> with Marissa and Barbs.